It's important to eventually get a comprehensive financial plan for yourself, but sometimes just a few minor adjustments in the portfolio can go a long way. This week on the podcast, Easy Wins in Personal Finance with Tony Morrow. Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's the tax man. He may not be a superhero, but Tony Morrow has saved many retirement plans with his extreme knowledge of tax planning strategies. It's time for Plan with the Tax Man. Hey, everybody, welcome into Plan with the Tax Man with Tony Morrow and myself here to talk easy wins in personal finance with Tony. We're going to get into, uh, we're going to make this a two-parter for the month of December as we're wrapping up the year here. So we're going to go through a few pieces this week on the podcast, and then we'll do the rest of them uh, about a week or so before Christmas. So we will share a few nuggets of information with you guys as we're winding down the year. Tony, my friend, what's going on? How are you this week? I'm doing wonderful, you know, getting ready for winter and getting ready for Christmas. Yeah, How about man. you? Not doing pretty good. Doing pretty much the same yeah. thing. It'll be it'll be here in a hot flash. We, you know, it's got about three weeks to go at the time we're uh, dropping this podcast. But you know, that'll that'll go by in the blink of an eye. So uh, mm-hmm. make sure you got all your stuff done and ready because I'm sure it's going to be goofy out there too. People running around crazy. So keep your yeah. head on a swivel. That's for sure. I get this week. I got some. Like I said, I got some easy wins for us, Tony. I want to go through a couple things here. Um, just give some people some places to think about things where they can make some little tweaks. Uh, sometimes I, folks think, oh, I got to go see a financial professional or I got to talk to a financial person. That's going to be this major pain and this hefty overhaul. You know, and sometimes it's just little things, right? So let's talk about yeah. a few little things like cash. Let's start with cash. Cash, this, cash king. Cash king. This time of the year, <laughs> right? We tend to spend a little bit more cash, maybe. We've been piling it up. And so, yeah, maybe it's, it's dwindling down for the holiday season. But if you do have some piling up, you know, just be careful where you got it, right? Don't don't let it sit there and be too lazy, especially with the, considering the fact of the times that we're in right now, Tony, when maybe a money market for a smaller amount for short term or even a CD could be a good option versus what it has been versus just leaving it yes. in the savings account because the savings accounts are still doing pitiful, right? Savings but, accounts and checking accounts uh- – yeah, really awful to right. nothing. Right. But see, these are, you know, some. like a like a twelve or an eighteen month might be okay. I just saw in you know, and and for years, you know, for, uh, from our end of it, you know, for people that are looking for fixed income, you know, with that FDIC insurance, you know, we've had to say, Hey, look, it's terrible. You know, you're not gonna be able to live. Now all of a sudden, I mean, I just saw one in the paper on Sunday, it was I think five point three five for 17, 18 months, something like that. But the the point there though, it, it, this happens more with my retiree clients. My dad being one of them, he'll stockpile a lot of cash in his checking account. Next thing you know, he's got hundred thousand dollars in his checking account, you know, and it's paying zero. So we have to try to convince those types that hey, you know, we're not saying take it all out and invest it. We're just saying let's put it to work for you. Maybe you know sixty seventy thousand in his case, and uh, still remain very safe and whatnot. So. Even if you're working, you know, I, I'd never advocate having tons and tons of money just sitting in the checking. Now, a lot of right. people will say, well, I'm saving that for a rainy day. Well, then that should be in a rainy day fund. That should not be in your operating account. You know, you're you just like we do with businesses. We call it the OPEX. You know, mm-hmm. don't don't just let that money sit there. Make it work for you a little bit, even if it's money market rates, you know. Yeah, uh, they're not bad. Right start now. to add up over time. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, and, and we'll kind of keep this in a different context because on my list also is an emergency fund. So we'll, we'll talk about this cash, uh, the cash amount, maybe from the retirement standpoint, because you're not really, you know, the emergency fund conversation is a little bit different when you're retired because it it's all coming in, yeah. right? But if you're still yeah. working or, or you're retired only, again, you know, sometimes it just makes you feel good to have $100,000 in cash sitting in the savings account. But is it really the best thing for you know, your portfolio for your plan when it's just not doing it. It's not, it's lazy. It's not doing a whole lot. We don't want lazy money. So we don't want that. No. Yeah. And, and, and you, you got to get clients over the fact that, well, you still have the money. It's just right. it's in a different right. account now. Yeah. And uh, it's a lot easier for them if they can see it. Cause yeah. a lot of times. And a money market's liquid, like, right. Versus like a CD yeah. where you're maybe tied up for 12 months or something a little different there. A little different, you know, money market's very liquid. Um, you know, CDs, even if, I mean, they're not as liquid, but you're not going to get really hurt too much uh, if you have to get out early. But yeah, there's a, l- a little bit of difference in liquidity okay. there. All right. All right. Good to know. All right. Number two, cleaning up old life insurance policies. So again, this is, uh, you know, this is an easy win, right? So if you got you got an old life insurance policy sitting there that you've had for 20 years, uh, it might be worth taking a look to see if you can get better coverage at a cheaper rate. Yeah. Even though, you know, you're much older, maybe, you know, because the rates have changed a lot in this area over the last 20, 25 years. Now, I think it's a good idea to review your policies, like we were talking on the last uh, episode, as part of you know your year-end plan. But mm-hmm. you should clean some of these up because, one, you may have bought a, an older policy that you don't need anymore. Or like you were saying, you may be able to get more coverage or the same amount of coverage for a lot less mm-hmm. and uh, extend out that term if, you, you know, if you've got term insurance. But even the whole lifers and, and the universal policies have changed. You might be able to roll that into it, you know, whatever cash value you may have, roll that into a newer policy with better benefits. And so yep. I, I wouldn't overlook that. For sure. And it's pretty easy. Yeah. Think yeah. about TVs nowadays, right? You know, TVs are, yeah. uh, they're so throwaway, right? You know, that the prices are so far down that if something happens to one, you know, you just go and replace it and they're not that expensive versus like our old ones from the 70s, 80s yeah. or 90s, right? Where it's like a piece of furniture. <laughs> yeah. Know? A piece of furniture had weighed 500 and, pounds. Yeah. And you'd have to, you'd probably service it before you'd replace it, right? Well, nowadays Absolutely, you can just yeah. replace it. So before you throw it out, you know, don't double check those old life insurance policies and stuff like that and clean those up a little bit. And speaking of cleaning up, Number three, cleaning up and consolidating old 401ks. Uh, you know, if you've got one or two of those uh, from an old job, it's going to not only make your life a little happier, but uh, so also your financial professional. Clean that stuff up. Put them together. Yeah, clean it up. It's easy to do. It's paperwork. It takes a little time. I've seen people as many as like five or six of these, you know, bouncing around. They <laughs> wow. get statements from different, you know, uh, the, the the person's bouncing around over the years, you know, and then. Next thing you know, they've got all of these different 401ks with small balances. You can easily consolidate those either in possibly your new company's 401k or if nothing else, a rollover IRA and get it all in one spot so yeah. you can make it a little easier to monitor and have more choices, really. Yeah, tons of. And, and again, it's worth talking to your financial pro about what, you know, like what's the best strategy for doing that and, and everything and getting it put together. But it is pretty easy to do and it will yeah. give you just a lot more options. So consider doing that as well. Number four, reconsider that that managed account you may have may not have a lot of management going on. So, <laughs> right, for example, Tony, if you're working with somebody who's got you in some mutual funds, for example, and it's just been that way for 10 years, well, there's not a lot of management happening there. They just kind of let it be, right? And maybe there's some better options. Yeah. And I think there, it, the key is, is you've got to have a good relationship with your advisor and they have to be 
doing something for the management fee, even if they're not changing investments, uh, which, you know, sometimes we're, we're in, you know, a basket of mutual funds mm. that we, we tend to rebalance. And so, so we're at least rebalancing number one. And number two is, is we're meeting with the clients four times a year. And then that last meeting, you know, making revisions to the plan. Cause that's really what you're paying for is trying to keep that advisor or coach, if you will, uh, keeping you on track. Mm-hmm, right, and right. if you're not getting that, whether it's, you know, sometimes you're, you're right. You need goals of change, risks of change. We need to reposition a little bit, but if you're not getting any of that, well, then you really ended up paying for something for, uh, you know, no, no real value added. Exactly. And, uh, and, and, yeah. it, and speaking of the mutual funds, Tony, my fifth one on here, uh, that we'll do five for this week, and then, like I said, we'll do the remaining uh, for the next podcast. But it is recon—it's considering replacing those high expense mutual funds because that is typically yeah. the conversation piece. I just saw something a couple of weeks ago. I think it was from the New York Times, but I'm not a hundred percent talking about the death of the mutual fund. And it said, while they don't think they're going to go away anytime soon because there's so much money in there, from a you know, and especially in the institutional thing, but ETFs really have just you know, clearly taken over in this space over the last 20 years. And just about every advisor I know really talks more to their clients about ETFs versus mutual funds for a myriad of reasons. Can you kind of break that down a little bit for us? Well, we do too. We're in that that camp. I mean, most of, you know, the funds that we use, you know, are ETFs or, or a variation of them. You know, Vanguard's a big family. The The real thing there is, and I love mutual funds for, from an advisor standpoint. Don't get me wrong. Right. But if you can take different ETFs and get the same diversification, you know, you're basically mirroring the returns and or losses of those particular indexes. Okay. And most of the time, the studies have shown that the best minds can't outperform the market consistently year in, year out. And they lag a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then the, their manager fees tend to drag down the returns a little bit. You're talking about the expense ratios and, and the fee for management. Right, right. And the next thing you know, you're you're a little bit less. And then you've got an advisor maybe in there at a half or 1%. And so, you know, it, it, it does, it drags down the return. So we try to, you know, use them because basically if they're paying us a half to 1%, for like we just talked about, you know, for management and help, we want to keep those other fees as low as possible. And and you could do that with the ETFs now. I sure. mean, uh, I could see mutual funds. You're right. I mean, they, they've got so much money in them that they're not going to go away. But I think more and more advisors, at least, and even people doing it on their own right. are starting to understand, hey, this this is a real option. Yeah, it seems like it's in more in the in- institutional space. For yeah. a lot of folks, then because ETFs, I mean, they trade like a stock, right? I mean, so you're not wait, we're not waiting till the end of the day before you you know the the, the total information and the changes like a mutual fund. The fees are right. certainly the conversation piece for many people. Uh, they typically yeah. tend to be a, a significantly lower when working with an ETF, and, and it's just technology change, right? I mean, mutual funds were created in the, in the 1920s. You know, mm-hmm. and it took till the 1990s before ETFs came along, uh, and it could it really took that technology boom in, 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 to create the ETF. So, I mean, mutual funds have been great for a very long time, but if there's a better option out there, again, to the point of this conversation, easy wins. It may be worth it to take you know to rethink those Absolutely. high expense mutual funds, right? And is that something that you guys do? Like when you are doing a review, somebody's coming in new for the first time, and you're going through their portfolio. One of the things you're looking at is fees and stuff and like how to, you know, evaluate and get the best uh, value there. We do. When somebody's coming in new, we, we, that's what we look at. We don't really focus on, 
on returns. And that sounds kind of counterintuitive, but we're like everybody else. You know, we're, we're not, not chasing not returns. Us. Right. Yeah. We're not chasing that. We're, we're, we want to get the best return for the client based on their risk portfolio uh, or risk tolerance and their tax, you know, preference. Yeah, because I mean, tax efficiency—that's going to be next on our list. But I was—I would say to yeah. that point, right? F- fees and taxes are usually where you guys make—you uh, know—that's where you guys really earn your keep, along with I think the behavioral management of it, because that's where te- so many yeah. of us tend to lose our money. It does, you know, and and it, it's—I remember back when when mutual funds you, to buy a mutual fund, you know, you paid an eight percent uh, load, as they called it, you know, to to go into them. I yeah. remember those days, yeah, and. Uh, if we can keep fees, you know, as, as much as possibly as low as possible, I think, you know, again, at the end of the day, it's just only going to help your portfolio. And that's, that's what you're paying us to do. Right. Yep. Is, 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 that's part of it. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, there you go. So there's the first five of our easy wins in personal finance, some things to certainly ponder there. And as I mentioned, I teased up the tax and we'll talk about that on the next half when we come back a little later in December and pick up the final pieces of this conversation to wind down the year. So don't forget to subscribe to us on whatever podcasting app you like using Apple or Spotify, or now Google, I think has merged everything. So it's all under the YouTube banner. Uh, But either way, you know, you've got all that stuff typically pre-installed on your phone. So whichever one you like to use, just type in plan with the tax man in the search box and add to your podcasting or streaming list of things to check out. And of course, Tony is a CPA and a CFP and an EA with 20, well, actually close to 30 years now, right, Tony? Yeah, close. To, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Of experience doing Getting this. Up there. So, there you go. So if you need some help, they're certainly here to help at Tax Doctor Inc. You can find them online at yourplanningpros.com. That is yourplanningpros.com, where you can also you know, find the links for the podcast stuff as well. So a lot of good tools, tips, and resources there. Go check them out and uh, see if they can help you with your situation. Yourplanningpros.com. All right, my friend, thanks for hanging out. Thanks for running through these first five with me. And uh, I'll talk to you again in a couple of weeks, just before Christmas, and we'll do the other half. All right, well, sounds good. We'll look forward to uh, talking to you then. All right, we'll see you next time. We'll hang out with Tony Morrow right here on Plan with the Tax Man with Tony Morrow from Tax Doctor Inc. Securities offered through Avantax Investment Services, SM. Member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Avantax Advisory Services. Insurance services offered through an Avantax-affiliated insurance agency. Investment strategies discussed in this episode may not be suitable for all investors. Please consult with a financial professional.